Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, they took the skin off and then they put the grape back on the bundle backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as a new bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Ian Palmer, <laughs> with some more Witcher lore. As someone who's watching the audio levels, it looks like you're trying to draw a picture because you're just making like bigger <laughs> and smaller like worms. Yeah. It's, oh, draw, it's, draw it's a ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you want to see what a cock looks like in, in waveform? Um, Peter. I guess it's like, I guess it's uh, <laughs> loud early. Did it, did it loud early and then like... Low and even, right? Not so, bad. Yeah, not, I mean, uh, it doesn't uh, matter when you start, right? <laughs> because it's like, it's because it, the the dick can point in two different directions, right? Yeah, it's, it's, oh, true. Like, true. Your base kind of like was small and it got big, but you got the cut down right before the head. So oh, so I circumcised the waveform. You circumcised oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> the It's dude. a Jewish waveform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're a little off topic here already, I'd say. <laughs> Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself to uh, the Cock Bros? Pete O'Donoghue. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> I'm James Miller. You're cheating. You can see it. Yeah, no, I'm trying. But it's not easy. I mean, yours looked better than mine. <laughs> Your cock looked better than his. I tried to Peter. make my name. I tried to make my name like a cock in audio format. It's like whenever you have like those sculptures and the shadow looks like a wolf or something, but then oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. sculpture and it's it, it just yeah. says James Miller. Yeah. 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 Okay. Gotcha. Um. Before we before we get started, shout out to Nathan Craig, newest uh, patron on patreon.com slash the lore boys. If you want your shout out, uh, head on over there and give us money. Welcome. Uh, That's my Welcome Scottish man. background name, too. I'm a Craig. Uh, I'm from the Craig. He's lineage. Craig. Yeah. He's Craig. Do you think you'd pronounce it like crock? Craig. Oh, it's something maybe. Uh... Yeah. Maybe. Uh, we're talking about a series with a crock. Yeah, yeah, crack on uh, crate. Crack on crate, exactly. <laughs> uh, we are talking about the Witcher series. Uh, this was spoiled for uh, Jamie and Pete in our pre-show, post-show show, uh, which we <laughs> record before the show and release after the show. So uh, all it's our patrons get good. to listen to it on Thursdays. Yeah, because now that you get the you get the bonus content, which we just kind of fuck around, which kind of like raises our energy a bit. So you get a more excuse me, like a more like high energy, a little bit more rock and roll episode because we fuck around first. Exactly. And exactly. sell that to people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Witcher series created by Andrzej Sapkowski, Polish author, uh, whether we're talking about the books, TV show, novels, uh, visual uh, graphic novels, uh, what have you, um, they typically follow Geralt of Rivia. 
as he travels about a world called the continent flaying monsters. Uh, we have released an episode, one episode on it. We've recorded two episodes. Uh, <laughs> one, one remains in the vault forever. Uh, <laughs> if you want to know why, Jay- become a patron and yeah, it's in the vault. Jamie, Jamie made me cry basically. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I couldn't take it. I think we've um, tried. It was, it was, it was <laughs> we, we've, we've got it. We've got like it. We've got the audio file, like a USB and it's like, Buried in a mountain, covered in concrete, like atomic waste. Basically, it's still, yeah. you'll never. It's, it's exactly. out in the desert <laughs> with all the Atari uh, ET games or whatever. They're out in the desert. Yeah, buried, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, it's in a warehouse full of uh, nondescript wood, wooden boxes. In one of those wooden boxes, uh, yes, for, for you to find. <laughs> yes, um, the covenant. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess it, it, all to say, if you're if you're interested in learning more about the the world of The Witcher. Um, more, I guess, character stuff and, and setting things. Um, our, our previous episode's probably a, a good bet. This is kind of a, uh, I have subtitled it the bestiary episode, where we're just going to talk about some of the creatures that Geralt sees in the show, in the books, in the in the video games, and how they correspond to uh, real world mythology, real world lore, uh, and things kind of of that nature. How many of these monsters hang out with Santa Claus and beat children? Is my question. <laughs> exactly most of European folklore. So uh, we'll get into it a bit later. You guys saw a picture of the chort uh, already as a as a spoiler. Um, is uh, is associated with Krampus, Krampus in some ways. So okay, um, I, like a lot of mythology, it does like really kind of weave in and out of like a million different stories. And like if you're a fan of Greek mythology, you know that you know. Characters appear in all these different stories as kind of from different viewpoints because they're written by different authors and told through generations. So uh, kind of wildly. Krampus, I think our 2017 Christmas City or our 2018 Christmas episode on Krampus. If you Google one of the Christmas Krampus, episodes, it'll come up. Yeah. 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 I think it's probably the first one. Yeah. Um, so the monsters of, of Sapkowski's continent uh very wildly in the in the canon like within the canons of the witcher because uh games are non-canon to the books uh the show is non-canon to the books either though they share a lot more similarities because they're kind of the same story they have diverged and they have sapkowski's blessing where he's basically he's now said that henry cavill is the canonical Geralt of rivia uh or whatever but he doesn't Um, like the games right he he doesn't like it at first yeah yeah, well, he he lost a bunch of money because he wanted a flat fee, and then The Witcher Three sold really well, so he's a little, yeah. little salty for a while. Is what yeah. I've heard. I don't know how true that is. Um, so some of the creatures in in the uh, you know books don't might not even necessarily match the creature, the same creature in the games or or what have you. Um, some of them are quite true to form to their real world mythological counterparts, and some of them are are pretty uh, wildly different from uh, some of their real world mythological counterparts um so to start i guess you guys have both played the game did you both beat the game uh yeah oh yeah when i say the game i'm usually talking about the witcher 3 oh okay yes it's it's the popular one played to completion like two times witcher 3 and then i've like even more recently i think i played a good chunk of witcher 2 and i don't think i've ever played the first one yeah i played i played witcher 2 to completion twice uh and then because that game has four chapters the second one is mutually exclusive so there's you only get three of the possible four 
which I didn't know at first, and then I got completely blocked. I think I've told the story on air. I got completely blocked in The Witcher 2 when you have to, like, turn a wheel to open a gate during a siege where the model had loaded in sideways, jammed inside a wall, so I could not interact with it and rotate it. I so. couldn't interact <laughs> with the tutorial. I had to restart my my game, at least it's at the beginning or whatever, but yeah. I lost, like, right. an hour of just, like, trying to figure out this button to press and then no i was like 25 hours in and oh. i and i got i got hard locked out of the rest of the game and i was like cool never playing this again but yeah. it, the, the witcher 2 is fantastic and then i think i've played about like 10 11 hours of the witcher 1 that game's old and feels older my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's rough around the edges even witcher 2 like it well obviously with both our experience wasn't super polished but uh, yeah yeah it was, for it sure. was playable I played through the tutorial too, and then and then said like, "Oh, I don't, I don't like this. I'm not, I'm not having fun playing this game. Like none of the <laughs> controls felt good to me. I was like, I'm not gonna play this. Yeah. Uh, but very much enjoyed The Witcher Three. Beat it again recently, which kind of inspired me to uh, come back and play this. Uh, have you guys both seen the show, both seasons? Yeah, I've Jamie, seen like two it. episodes at Peter's place when we were all together back when we used to record together, uh, and that's it. Okay. okay. So, um, Jamie, you're at a disadvantage. For the first bonus question, uh, which is the first monster you see in the show, it it is the first picture uh, that I have provided you guys, which didn't tip you off as to what we were going to be talking about. So, um, I guess Peter, do you remember the very first monster you see in the Witcher TV show? It is that thing. It is like it's like a, a man's face on like a fleshy body covered in like, and he's got a bunch of like fleshy spider legs. I don't remember the name of it, but it is a monster that's also in the game. Like I remember the name is the same, but the it's visually incredibly different. I I, I don't recall though. Yeah, it's a it's a very uh, uh, Elden Ring esque monster. Some would say with just too many arms. Basically, yeah. yeah. Is it is uh, it a, is it a terrifier or something like that? No, it's not. Uh, it's called a Kikimora. Right, yeah. Uh, so in The Witcher, it, I believe it's also in the first Witcher game, you fight a Kikimura queen. Um, it's an insectoid monster, originally depicted in Sapkowski's short story, The Last Wish. Um, here's a here's a quote from, from that story. He didn't react to the muffled cry of the woman selling vegetables who was staring at the bony, taloned paw sticking out beneath the horse blanket, bobbing up and down in time with the donkey's trot. Caldemine shifted from foot to foot, looking at the spidery shape with its dry black skin, that glassy eye with its vertical pupil, the needle-like fangs in the bloody jaws. Gross. Um, from the Monster Book, which was uh, an appendix that released with uh, The Witcher 1, uh, which basically just like kind of described the monsters that you could find in the game, uh, we know that the inspiration was drawn from insects, uh, specifically from termites. So again, a quote this time from the Monster Book. Uh, the Kikimors are organized not unlike a termite colony. The queen lays eggs from which soldiers and workers then hatch. Soldiers defend the colony from enemies, while workers build structures and supply food. The division of roles had to be reflected in the game's AI mechanisms. Workers turn aggressive only when attacked or when aggression is artificially induced in them, while soldiers fight any enemy they spot. So, I, um, yeah, like like Woody Allen's ants, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Fighting, yeah. fighting the termites. Yeah. Uh, I um, I, I googled this to see if I had fought it yet in the first Witcher, which I hadn't. Um, there is the image on Wikipedia is uh, vastly uh, more terrifying, and I kind of wish this was in the game instead of the bug monsters because that's Jesus Christ. 
so are you he described it audio medium if, i want to know yeah no no i i was going to leave it because if uh, if ethan's going to talk about the animal in the real world folklore i didn't want to spoil it just in case he's got a description written down because okay. i i didn't expect to find uh the wikipedia image so quickly <laughs> so so i guess reveal the second spoilered image on discord now and let me know if that's the same image I it guess. is yes. yeah okay yes it's fucked up <laughs> yeah so, so uh these ones are like wildly different there's they basically share no similarities other than name that i could really find um don't know why they decide to call or why sapkowski decided to call these kikimoras when in slavic myth they're they're so so different like most Slavic women, it has crow's feet for some reason. Like, I don't understand why uh, <laughs> like she, every, she, every every Eastern European monster is a lady with bird feet. There, there's <laughs> something in the water. Hey, the most popular European monster uh, has a house with bird feet. She doesn't have bird feet. The Baba Yaga, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, Kikimora are considered the protector of hens in a house. They're uh, hen mothers in some senses. So mm. uh, in Slavic myth, uh, like I said, they're widely different. It's a female house spirit. Uh, little fun fact, the mora uh, in Kikimora suffix comes from the Proto-Slavic and means nightly spirit or bad dream. It's actually the mare in nightmare comes from in Germanic. Oh. Uh, so so it's kind of like this uh, kiki, which is just a way to describe it, and then night spirit, essentially, being a, a mora. Cool. That's interesting. It's, a, it, it, it's, it's very fucking creepy. Um, the... The gigantic lobster man and the termite things from the games and the show, respectively, um, or the show and the game, respectively, doesn't really do it justice. It's much more kind of foreboding, foreboding as like this like so, nightmare lady who sneaks into your house, I guess. <laughs> we do have crow's feet, for those who can't see, and then like a dress that kind of like goes all the way up to the waist past the crow's feet. And then they've got like hands that are, look pretty humanoid. But the face kind of looks like a plague doctor mask, but it's like a beast's face instead. It's like really long and pointy with like uh, like wolf ears kind of thing. Uh, and she's wearing like a little red riding hood uh, thing over top. Um, yeah, she's got a she's got a kerchief tied around her head like a babushka would. Yeah, right? yeah. two horns and up there too, I think. Like two coiled unicorn horns poking straight out of it, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if those are horns or just like feathers. Could be horns though. Yeah, there's, so there's a lot of different depictions um, of... of the Kikimura. Uh, some of them are just like these dark spirits, which just reside in the house. Um, but safe to say nothing insectoid about them uh, in pretty much like any of the iterations that I could find. No mention of them being like um, queens, which like lay eggs or anything like that. Uh, yeah, they, they guard the chicken queen within the coop and all the all the rooster drones have then she just lays eggs. Yeah, exactly, there. exactly. <laughs> lays crows <laughs> eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're more like an elderly woman uh, with a kind of like chicken twist, right? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> essentially, essentially. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know, man. That's, uh, what <laughs> restaurant can you order that at? Yeah, I was going to say chicken it, twist. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's it sounds like a it sounds like a U.S. food commercial. It's just like it's an old lady that you're familiar with, but with a chicken twist. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you got like the cardboard sleeve with two fried chicken. Like chicken. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oops, well, all it, elderly women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if there's any bartenders listening, that might be like a good drink. Like, can I have a grandma with a chicken twist? No oh, ones. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what would be in that? It'd probably be like a regular, because like obviously, like modern millennial cocktails are always just like something that your grandfather drank, but with something stupid in it. So it would absolutely be with, it'd be like, it'd be like an old fashioned, right? 
but with, my, well, like, my my grandma like drinks gin. chicken stock. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was I was picturing chicken broth uh, with vodka served on a doily. Um, yeah, okay. Okay. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, any bartenders listening? That one's free. That yeah. one's free. You know, I'm take glad, that to your boss. <laughs> I'm glad we all had chicken stock though as yeah. the stupid thing to include. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, it's, it's like the the, the stirred the, with a chicken's foot, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a little stir straw as a chicken's foot. Or, or it's, it's got like a decorative KFC drumstick on, like poking out of the side of the martini glass. <laughs> what if, like we're talking about how like termites and birds and like kind of like the egg. They both lay eggs. What if birds work together like ants or termites? And you had like worker birds just like flying through the air, like in a queen bird. And they all like, if you tried to go oh, after yeah. the queen bird, there would be like a thousand birds fighting you off, like army birds or whatever. You, you have to get yeah. an exterminator. It's just like, oh man, I got a, I got a wicked aggressive bird's nest on my yeah. porch. <laughs> uh, no, these Africanized birds, you see. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like Gatling Gull from, uh, yeah, from, from uh, Gungeon. Gungeon, Gungeon. Yeah. huge biceps. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, Kikimara were the uh, first traditional explanation for sleep paralysis in Russian folklore as well. Uh, Basically, if you're experiencing uh, sleep paralysis, which uh, some people might know what it is, some people might not, it's basically like you're caught between awake and asleep. I know, Jamie, you get it sometimes, right? Yeah, I get it. Well, not so much anymore, but it's basically like when you dream, you know, like sometimes you kick yourself awake or you move an arm or whatever, there's chemicals in your body that just keep your body completely still while you're sleeping. So you yeah, don't do that. It's chicken stock. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when your body wakes, when your mind wakes up, but those chemicals haven't left your body yet, you're basically completely frozen. And sometimes you're aware, but some, more often you're in kind of a dream state where you can't move your entire body. For me, I can start to move the tips of my fingers slowly onto my hands, then my arms, and then I can roll over and get up. Um, And I've had awful things like someone walking into my apartment and I'm sleeping on the couch, and I hear the the footsteps coming towards me, clunk. And then they throw their keys in the air and ching, they catch it. Another (laughs) footstep, clunk. And I'm just frozen and I can't move. And this person's kind of... That's fucking terrifying. I'm glad that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's... (laughs) Uh, I've had it once in my life, okay? I swear to God, this is not a joke. I'm not making fun of you, Jamie. I had it once in my life, asleep, in an apartment in Montreal, and there was a Confederate general standing at the foot of my bed. (laughs) 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 Okay? I could not tell you why. What? I could not tell you why. I see a Kikimura. You see a Confederate general. We are not the same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or or it's like... um, I, I. uh, it's like Stonewall Jackson, but he's got bird's feet and, and yeah. he's, he's, still missing, he's still missing an arm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, I struggle to remember a single Confederate general's name from a foreign country's history. I was like, uh. uh who did, he, did you say? Did he, did he Stonewall Jackson? He was Confederate, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, oh. I know Ulysses. Ulysses E. Lee. That's like the big one, right? No, Robert Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. Robert and Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant, Grant was, a, was the, the president. The, 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 yeah, he was the Northern Union general. Yankee the Union president. general. Yeah, yeah. only exactly. general Daniels. I know in the states is Dollar General. I do not. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> which side of the which side of the Civil War was the Dollar General on? <laughs> <laughs> the side of savings, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Charging high prices with a plastic sword, <laughs> broomstick horse. Um. Yeah, so Jamie, basically, uh, when you were uh, paralyzed on the couch, uh, it means your house was not in order, or Slavic folklore. Uh, when the house is in order, Ikimura looks after the chickens and the housework. 
if, which is like, okay. So if not, if the house is not in order, she whistles, breaks dishes, and makes noises at night, which is such like a, the house is clean. So she'll like do housework and help help keep it clean. But if the house is dirty, she just makes it dirtier. It's like, yeah. this was made up definitely by a man. And it's like Santa Claus for housewives, where it's just like, if you're a good little housewife and do all the cooking and cleaning, then the Kikimora will help us take care of the chickens. But if you're naughty, she's going to break dishes and cause a mess, basically. <laughs> uh, she also comes out at night to spin thread, apparently. So she works the loom at night as well. Cool. Um, there are two types of Kikimora. Those who come from the forest. They're married to a spirit known as a domovoi, who we're not going to talk about too much. Uh, and there's those who come from the swamp. You can tell them by their uh, wet footprints as they enter the house. And they are married to the Leshy, uh, who we will talk about in a little bit. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. The only, uh, the only other point I had was if you're a builder in uh, medieval or earlier um, Slavic countries uh, and you, you want to screw over the people who are buying the house from you, it was often said that they would invite Kikimura in because once they're in, they were super hard to get rid of, basically. Do you that, wish that it was still like that, where, like, instead of your boss uh, holding the threat of, like, financial ruin and homelessness over your head, he would threaten you with, uh, like, woodland swamp lady. spirits? <laughs> yeah, I'm still thinking of the husband that's trying to convince his wife to clean, and he has, like, a sponge in the shape of a crow's foot on the end of a stick, and he, like, oh, yeah. he yeah. wets the floors with... <laughs> <laughs> Came in again last night. You better uh, do another round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's it's just Slavic men gaslighting their wives into thinking that there's a bird spirit. <laughs> Although, I mean, a lot of folklore in Santa Claus too is really kind of a kind of like benevolent, benevolent gaslighting, is it not? Right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, straight up. Yeah. Uh, history was built on gaslighting, which uh, is <laughs> why it hasn't really changed for those 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 poor women. Um, so yeah, uh, next, I guess we can talk about, uh, one of her swamp husband, not her forest husband, okay. uh, the Leshy, uh, also known as a Leshin in, in the games. Uh, so you guys can reveal the next spoiler tag oh, image. I'll have a cappuccino con My favorite Leshy. enemy design. <laughs> Sorry? I'll have a cappuccino, a cappuccino con, con Leshy. Like, <laughs> antlers on the side. Yeah, uh, the uh, the Leshen design in, in Witcher 3 is one of my favorite monster designs, I think, ever. And the show and the anime and everything always just fucks it up. They try to they they try to redesign it for some reason, but it's like you just cannot you can't fuck with perfection, dude. It's a humanoid I, I, it, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go humanoid ahead, figure and he's kinda like wrapped in garbs, but it looks like his his arms and stuff are like made out of like trees. He's kinda like he looked like druidic. He's got like a, a a skull for a face, but like antlers above it. Um, yeah, yeah. A little skull um, hanging from his shoulder. It sticks. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. Yeah, yeah, like fetishes or or totems hanging, uh, like yeah. sprouting off of his shoulder, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll, I'll I fully agree, Pete. I think the one of the lesson stories where you like go to the town and they're trying to appease the forest spirit, basically, and you ha you have like the two paths that you can take where you can help the young people who are like, let's just kill it so we can like prosper. And the old people who are like, no, we have to pay it respect uh, is one of the best quests in the Witcher three. And yeah. like, just so cool to like meet this creature. And like, you're, you're basically like hunting it in the end in the forest and uh, inc incredibly just like a powerful enemy. Not in in like a gameplay mechanic wise or whatever, but just like present wise, you just like it you was, can really you really feel like it. The Monster Hunter World did a crossover with The Witcher, and you have to fight uh, both a Leshen and an ancient Leshen. So the the difference being the ancient one is taller, and it has like a moose 
skull on its head. Oh, yeah. They were antlers instead of deer antlers. Um, But yeah, like the kind of like scary shaman made of wood in The Witcher 3 is the best design. Because in the show, it's like a woman that can't move. She's like a tree with tentacles. And then in the, in the, whatever, Dawn of the Wolf or whatever the fucking anime is called, which is good. I just can't remember the title of it. It's like, uh, just like a guy in a, in a shawl. It's just like a hood, basically. It it doesn't look like a forest spirit at all. But like the, in the game, they can like erupt into clouds of crows and shit, which, which, they're so much cooler in the game than, yeah. than any other adaptation. It's just like, guys, just steal this fucking idea. It's the same franchise. Yeah, what is wrong it. with you? <laughs> just, just use that. It works. Um, so yeah, powerful and ancient. The Leshens in The Witcher 3 are forest spirits with a deer skull head and limbs like the branches of a tree. Uh, they can summon packs of wolves or, as Peter said, murders of crows to aid them in a pinch. Very yeah. cool. um, here, here's a quote uh, from the official website's CD Projekt uh, Red's uh, website uh, describing them. Uh, humans have long been fascinated by the wildwood. Living in its vicinity was the source of tales about creatures ferocious and benign, friendly and hostile. As they started to settle deeper and deeper into the woods, respect for the unknown diminished. Lumber was gathered, stone abodes were built. As the pestilence that was humanity grew bigger, so did the forests uh, and, in- and its inhabitants' wrath. At the heart of the forest lies a secret. In a place born of darkness and primeval nature resides a mighty and terrifying guardian. Immune to human steel, it is believed the lesson is nature's way of protecting the forest and the animals that live within it from the threat humans started to pose upon their ravaging expansion deeper into the lands. Along with the animals it commands, the lesson became a force to be reckoned with. Sometimes worshipped, this creature can heal other woodland animals and summon neckers or crows to protect the forest. Its attacks are slow but deadly. Be cautious not to get shackled by its underground roots. That's yeah. cool. The, uh, the ancient lesson quest in Monster Hunter World is insanely fucking hard. It is so strong and you fight it in, you you fight it in the ancient forest like biome and monster hunter as well there's like a whole quest around it where Geralt ends up in monster hunter the, through like a shitty portal well yeah, like the conjunction of the spheres or something he ended yeah, up it makes I mean, sense. In, the, in the witcher 3 like avalok takes you to like a bunch of different worlds right and yeah it's great yeah, siri exactly. hints that she went to the cyberpunk world and everything so yeah i but, can see it. um yeah like when you fight the ancient legend in the ancient forest in monster hunter it's I, I think they may have been like, no, no, no. Like, it's hard in Witcher 3, but, like, that shit's for pussies. Like, this is, like, <laughs> you, it's, like, mandatory four-player co-op to take that fucking thing down. It's insane. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, um, you can't even solo it, brother? Dude, come on, I dude. did not solo the Ancient Leshen, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, I'm going to get on the forums and tell everyone that there's shit at games because they don't play exactly like me. Sorry, yeah, I've been playing yeah. Elden Ring this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Toxicity. Yeah, he's he's been playing Elden Ring and griefing people who play co-op. So don't yeah. worry. <laughs> I I will fully admit the first time I beat Ornstein and Smo, I just summoned somebody who was just like, yeah, I'll beat these guys for you, no problem. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't work because it was a Souls game, and I just summoned them, and he came, beat Ornstein and Smo. I was like, cool, don't have to deal with that, and then I beat the rest of the game. Uh, I. Uh, uh, I, I didn't have Xbox Live, so I had to beat it, and I beat it right before my roommate and I were going to. Uh, a bar and i was like so high on adrenaline that after i beat them i almost threw up <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right speaking of like messing with other players in lost ark there's a huge bot problem right now and they the bot path the current pathing path to get to end game they go have to go through a pvp area and people found out that if you just hang out in this one spot and you literally there's waves of them coming like there's so many bots and you just <laughs> you can keep grinding them up and confusing them because if they die in this one spot they don't know how to continue their path 
So, like, basically, <laughs> real players are just stunting the growth of these bots that are ruining the game by, Beautiful. by like, fighting them in PvP and farming them like that real is, NPCs. Yeah. Like that a is bot pilgrimage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, shout out to Neckers, uh, who I mentioned uh, the Leshing can also summon. Uh, in the games, they are, like, these, like, ogre, little ogre creatures that, like, are very, like, rock type, I guess, in the, if we're going to use Pokemon terms. Yeah, they're like um, little goblins sort of thing, right? Yeah, from like I didn't I didn't include their mythology or whatever, but I will say like there's another one that just shares absolutely no similarities. They are straight up like water spirits in in myth basically. Um like the drowners and, basically. No, yeah, not not drowners in the sense that they're not like tied to creatures that like prey on people or anything like that. Just like they're okay. so vastly different from uh from Sapkowski's uh, iteration of ne Neckers and the, the Witcher uh, version of Neckers. So it's like, I don't know why they decided to call them that, but maybe it was okay. just a convenient yeah. name uh, line for line for grabs. So, yeah, the, the, the Leshy, trademark on the folklore had expired, so they yeah, uh, exactly. grabbed that. Uh, the Leshy, I should say, in Slavic myth, uh, is also a protective god of the forest, similar to the one in the games and the uh, movies, or the show. Uh, they rule over the forest and hunting. Uh, they are ruled by one known as the Lord of the Leshies, uh, known as... Sviatibor. Uh, I'm gonna mess up. I'm gonna mess up some names in this episode. I will say Sviatibor uh, is uh, is the best I can do for Lord of the Leshies. Uh, masculine and humanoid. The Leshy is able to assume any likeness. Can alter their size and height. Uh, you guys can reveal the next spoiler uh, spoiler tagged picture in Discord here. Uh, you'll see it's a little different from the uh, the game version. Uh, so but. it's um, that thing that. <laughs> What's the Devours His Son thing? Uh, oh, Saturn. Saturn. It's Saturn yeah. Devours His Son, but he's got nuts for ears for some reason. Uh, I thought he had like, I thought, yeah, I was going to say, I thought he had, it, it looks like an old white man with dreadlocks that are like, instead of the like Rasta colored beads, they're decorated with long black <laughs> coats. Yeah. He looks like, like his eyes are so wide. He looks like so, he's got crazy eyes and he's just wandering through the forest. He's fucking huge too. He's like yeah. taller than the pine trees. But yeah, tastefully, there's a pine tree in front of what could only be a giant hog. Yeah, yeah. a giant yeah. leshy hog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the leshy could change its size and shape of its hog at will. That's yeah. like, <laughs> the protective guard, like guardian spirit. Click in. Ask the slabs about it. Don't ask me. Um, I will. I will say the reason. So he looks super surprised in the picture, right? It's uh, a very. Um, 1960s picture of bigfoot medieval painting I have. yeah straight up <laughs> it's great uh, the reason he looks so surprised is apparently he always appears uh with no eyelashes no eyebrows and missing his right ear it's like a very common way that he appears so i like to think he looks surprised because he has no eyebrows so you can't like it just it looks like his eyebrows are really high but it's actually he just doesn't have it basically oh uh, yeah no eyelids either no uh eyelashes eyelashes Oh eyelids, man, he's eyelids, so many yeah. bugs in his eyes. Exactly. Walking through the woods all day? Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> but he just changes the shape of his eyes to like spit the bugs out or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the Leshy in, in the myth is said to have a generally neutral attitude towards humans, um, though does sometimes play tricks on people and as with a lot of fey creatures, uh, doesn't always understand that it's just a prank isn't a valid legal defense. Uh, <laughs> so so like there, there are some instances of like, oh, I tricked him, tricked him, made him get lost in the forest and he starved to death and died in the forest, you know, like, and it's like, haha, just a prank, bro. Uh, <laughs> but doesn't understand the, the 
mortality of it, I guess. Um, Sometimes when walking the woods, it's said you might hear a strange whistling and be inclined to check it out, but it's just the lessee leading you astray. He's also said to take in children cursed by their families to live with him. Uh, And then he also has biological children with uh, the Kikimura and with, uh, he has another wife whose name I forgot to write down. Okay. So now instead Uh, of Saturn devours his son, he can devour your son. uh, Exactly. With a a chicken twist. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Exactly. And Uh, he also like lives on like a sister wives, like commune too. He's got two wives. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a lot like, again, it's a, it's myth, right? It's mythology. So it's a lot like Greek myth too, where it's like, oh yeah, some stories say he has like Kikimura for a wife. Some stories say he has, you know, this person for a wife. Uh, and like, it, it just changes based on like, I mean, the, the Slavic region too. And like the Slavic people are very spread out yeah. as well. So like certain, certain, star, uh, certain villages will have some stories which say like, oh yeah, he's definitely married to the Kikimura and others will have other stories where he's married to somebody else. I feel like his nipple should be where the peak of that pine tree is, but since the pine tree was there, they had to put it like a little bit to the to the right. Yeah, he's got he's got uh, oh, he's got yeah. like wide nipples, basically. Right? <laughs> wide set, yeah, wide set nips, my man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's a, he's an old man, though. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, the Leshen is uh, commonly uh, shown as having no eyebrows, no eyelashes, and no nipples. <laughs> top, top half Kendall, bottom half gigantic Leshen hog. <laughs> It's the opposite. It's the opposite of a Barbie doll. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when you're camping in the woods, he'll let the giant hog fall onto your tent, crushing you to death. Just a prep, yep. bro. No, yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> um, his biological children, uh, sometimes called Uboze or Bozetas, um, are in the games actually um, godlings. Godlings seem to be based on uh, these oh. creatures again. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't include the actual myth on Uboze or Bozetas because it's pretty thin. Uh, but the godling godlings seem to be uh, based on the children of uh, the the Leshy, essentially. So godlings which... are what they're, they're those blue little children that basically have something left behind to do before they can move on, or. Am I mixing no, uh, no, that's the that's the that's the like the the bloody baron's kid who oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Bot botchling. botchling. That's it. Yeah. Botchling. Yeah. No, the but godling is like uh, Joey kid. or Jimmy or some shit. That kid who's yeah. like kid leads you to the witches. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they are they are blue skin and they they're they're just like house spirits uh, is what they're called or or forest spirits depending on if they live with mom the kikimura in the house or if they live with dad. There's one in, a in the house forest too in Witcher Three for sure. There is yeah, a yeah, That's she's like true. haunting a house and you're paid to in in Witcher Three. Yeah, you're paid to uh, paid to uh, exercise her basically, and you can choose to or choose not to. Uh, Daryl's a cool guy. He doesn't kill her. I, I mean, I did. Is that the one where you put the baby in the oven or don't put the baby in the oven? No, that's not. That's the uh, that's the Anne Crate storyline where you're right. you're helping Sarah Anne Crate, right? Uh, which is a Heim. It's somebody afflicted by a Heim, which I almost uh, included in this episode, but I didn't. So thanks for blowing up my spot, James. Huh? Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's just a hilarious video game dialogue option. Put the baby in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as uh, leading children astray or, or uh, taking children that are kind of rejected from their homes, uh, that actually shares something in common with our next guest, the Chort. Uh, before we get to the Chort, however, how about we go to a quick ad break? Next guest, are you going to do an impression? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back. We were talking about uh, the chort. We have uh, a guest with us here, <laughs> as I said, got Jamie very excited. Um Unfortunately, I brought the Witcher Chord, uh, who doesn't really speak. Um, the mythological Chord, as we'll learn, is capable of speech, but I brought I booked the wrong one, basically. I, I uh, gotta say, though, thank you for coming, Mr. Chord. You look great. Uh, I know you can't... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> wow, man. It's so great to have you. <laughs> um, so, uh, from, from the Beast Cherry... Um, Chorts are smaller than fiends, true, but still big enough to kill. Uh, that's Agnes Thistle, herbalist from the Black Forest, uh, and it continues. Chorts are the somewhat smaller kin of fiends and boombackvetches. Uh, I looked up boombackvetches. Near as I could tell, CD Projekt Red decided to include it in the bestiary only as a cousin to Chorts. That's they made they made up that name <laughs> just to be this guy's what, what cousin. Are they big basically. bad vetches? Yeah, yeah, big bad betas. <laughs> What's the actual name? tag on Pornhub? Definitely. Yeah. Bum back, bum, bum back, back, vetches with bum a v, v, like a victory. V e t c h or something like that. Uh, so it's b u m b a k v e t c h e s. One okay. big for the for the plural. Full of big bum back vetches. <laughs> Bum back catches. The entry continues. Uh, yet any witcher who thinks they're diminutive stature means they present no danger, commits a grave error, the kind that can end his career permanently. These des- denizens of dark and ancient woods are some of the most dangerous monsters known to man. Legends often mistake chorts for sylvans, uh, ascribing them the ability to speak, stand on two legs, gobble up cabbage, play pranks, and work mischiefs uh, around the household. Gobble up cabbage. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> uh, sylvans are the uh, witcher uh, satyrs. It's like uh, men with goat legs and kind of playful pranksters, essentially. So yeah, yeah. Ones who, ones who would actually probably, you know, uh, steal your cabbage. But you um, actually meet one of those in The Witcher 3. He's like obese, isn't he? He's like that fat kind of like uh, satyr prince with the hooves. He's got like the... I'm trying to remember. I don't actually remember. Else? You guys ever buy cabbage and eat it? Uh, I have cabbage I, in my fridge I, right now. I've oh. cooked with it. And I made... Uh, I tried to make coleslaw once. It turned say, out you never had coleslaw? A good cabbage salad. Uh, but I... Because I did it by hand, I could not shred it properly. So it was a very kind of like thick strand it was like a it was like a thick cut fry opposed to like a shoestring fry uh, feels like a, 
It's like tough lettuce, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. 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 Stinky lettuce. Mmm. Um, Bumper the arrival. Uh, sorry, the beast. <laughs> lettuce. Bumper bee eating binky bettas. Bumper bee bursting boar bull spa. I can't. <laughs> we were talking about boards. Okay, so. Okay. Um, the, the bestiary continues. The arrival of a true chort in a region soon puts an end to such tales. The creatures do not speak, at best communicating with each other through grunts, snorts, and moans. They get about four legs. They get about on four legs. And as for their mischiefs, uh, they destroy farmsteads, devouring anything that can be devoured, including cabbage, if such is available, but also extending to poultry, pork, the family dog, and then the family itself. I like how they say including cabbage as though this is like a policeman. You know, like, you know, when a crime just happens and you've got like the cop on the beat who's like, it, 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 like that's the guy that they're interviewing and he has to be like super, super vague with his wording. Like everything yeah. is alleged. Sir, sir, is- sir, sir, sir. What about the cabbage? Do you think it was a, a related incident or do you think it's just a random, random act of violence during this uh, crime spree? Uh, the chort uh, devoured the family dog, uh, the poultry, uh, and uh, a few other things, including the cabbage, which is just like, is that like... <laughs> There's a cop like in the worst... background just dragging <laughs> chalk in circles in the dirt. Like, not... Yeah. <laughs> 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 These are the cabbages. Like, where our cabbage was? <laughs> uh, um, that's great. <laughs> Uh, so in the games, uh, and you guys can reveal the next picture in the Discord, uh, chorts are great beasts, taller than a man, with horns like a ram's and impressive strength. Yeah, this um, is one of my favorite trophies uh, to hang off the side of your horse. Uh, so like I knew what a chort and a fiend were. Like I, I was yeah. I was fond of those fights and, and like very fond of the way they look, so I didn't actually have to look that one up. They look like yeah. if you let their horns grow too long, they might uh, get them in the own brain. Actually, no, it's more of a, what's that, spiral they go, noodle? They go yeah. A fusilli? Fusilli? No. Not the, no. Is it like penne? No. The ones Not that penne. are like macaroni, but they keep going around because it, uh, it's, it's, uh, So I think this is fusilli? the brand. Oh, the like brand, the spring. I yes. think this is the brand of noodle that I get, which is, I think, Primo. And yeah. I, it might be a Quebec thing, but they're called Scooby-Doo's where I, where I get them. <laughs> okay, so. I've heard that before, actually. I'm going to I'm gonna try and pull up the clip here because I buy Prima as well, and I know what Jamie's talking about because they're like some of my favorite noodles to bake with. Oh, I found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've... They're, they're best They're best for, for like casserole or like baked mac and cheese. Oh, man. Yeah. Guide to okay, every so type I, of I Googled Prima Scooby-Doo, and I got what looks like a banshee, I guess, uh, <laughs> from a Scooby-Doo cartoon of some description. Uh, Cavatappi. Nice. C-A-V-A-T-A-P-P-I. Typically used in pasta salad. The shorter kind is called salentani. The longer version uh, is strozza preti, which means strangle the priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I love these. I love these for like casseroles or any kind of baked pasta dish. Yeah, me too. yeah I, I shared the picture uh, where they're called Scooby-Doo's. And this might be this might be a, a like a Canada thing, this might be a Quebec thing, I don't know, but they're they're called Scooby-Doo's here. I have uh, I've or whatever. Yeah. I have all the stuff for pasta sauce sitting on my counter cuz I didn't have time to make it before the episode, so I put it all in a pan just so I could just turn it on whenever I'm ready. Nice. And I'm going to go pick up some uh, strangle the priests, I think. <laughs> so I can, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a you Want to pick up a strangled the priest? You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, got some, got a nice slushy <laughs> hog waiting for me at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so from the bestiary ex- excerpt, 
we know that shorts are evil, destructive beings bent on devouring families, being pretty mindless in their in their destruction. Uh, their mythological versions play more of the malevolent trickster, much more like a satyr, actually. Yeah. Uh, so shorts are anthropomorphic demons depicted in both Slavic paganism and folk Christianity. So um, in some, like, you know, Christian circles, as, as uh, you might say, uh, shorts are like friends with the devil, friends with Lucifer, basically. Yeah. Um, usually they're depicted in kind of the exact same way uh, when you guys were uh, on the bonus episode describing the next picture. Uh, if you guys want to pull it up again, uh, <laughs> yeah. where he's holding he's holding a man. It, listeners, if you want to find out which man he's holding, join, join the Patreon, I guess. Yeah, okay. So no, uh, no, I guess we, we will not reveal who, who this goat man with the bright red lips is swaddling like a baby. <laughs> Um, usually they are identical in appearance to the devil, hooved feet, horns, a thin tail, uh, probably a forked tongue, you know, if you ask. Yeah, um, the Witcher game one uh, is much more kind of like a gorilla with a ram's head and three eyes. Yeah, and like webbed toes, and it's got like the, um, like backwards knees on its back legs, like a, a horse might have or something. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or, or a goat might have, I, I suppose, but yeah. Um, Any kind of, uh, yeah. If you have um, shin cancer, what they do is they chop off your foot and chop off your shin and then put your foot on backwards on your knee. So you still have a knee joint for a prosthetic leg. What? what? So look, so like, imagine you just got rid of your knee or below your knee from your shin sure. to where your foot is. That's shin gone. cancer. <laughs> gone. So that's gone. That's gone. That's gone, right? Gone. Now, now you take the foot. And it's facing like like up actual actual you. foot or yeah, uh, prosthetic your, your foot and My foot. You, they pr- bring it from where it would be at the end of the shin up to where your knee is but they turn it around so your ankle now becomes your functional knee I don't understand that your ankle is still a functional hinge why do they have to flip it they flip well, it because so your knee the shin right like where are they gonna put it. It's can't so, put it at the bottom of a prosthetic. I, I think I get it. It's so your leg goes the same way. Yeah, your foot sticks backwards <laughs> off your off your knee, would, but that's where they would stick the prosthetic on, and then your ankle is now your new knee. Huh. The ankle the ankle joint becomes the knee joint, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, that, I, I get that. Okay. I, it might not be shin cancer, but I did see that. It's it's whenever you have to get rid of the shin, uh, that's, yeah. that's what they do, yeah. Just, uh, I assume, like, amputating at the knee would... would this is always a solution, yeah. as long as the ankle is still working. Uh, did you guys know they did surgery on a grape? Is that dated? Uh, that's probably gay. Dude, that's <laughs> an LOL moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, they took the skin off, and then they put the grape back on the bundle backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a new bunch. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, so in Czech folk, in Czech folk tales, uh, Chorts are often trying to get characters to sign over their souls in exchange for the usual money, power, foil, Charizards, whatever. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> usually these deals end badly for greedy people in in the in the um, fables uh, who realize that the trading card economy in hell sucks because everybody has a foil Charizard, so okay. it wasn't worth it. Um, <laughs> the heroes in these in these stories are usually the ones who are uh, depicted as smarter than the chort, like able to outsmart, not like outmuscle or or anything like that. Uh, they they trick the trickster. Uh, get him to do things like building castle walls in just a day. Uh, so like an army's coming and your walls are, are destroyed. You trick a chort into building them for you by uh, gambling with them. Oh, thanks, Jamie. Sorry. Classic, <laughs> classic like Rumpelstiltskin. 
what the fuck? I'm just posting photos of people that's, with their feet on backwards at their knees and yeah. how it would work with that. It's, yeah, it's, above, it's above the knee. It looks like it's thigh, maybe a femur cancer or something like that. So it's actually the the lower half of the leg replaces the thigh and then they have their uh, uh, although, ankle like, joint on backwards. Seeing the prosthetic next to the person with the backwards foot, I, now I understand how it works. It is a yeah. tricky thing to visualize. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's tricky to learn to walk like that, honestly. Yeah, I'm kidding. As long as it works for them. It's pretty amazing that we could do that, that we could just put the foot on backwards and then the foot still lives and works. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. Can't even put a pig heart in Come on. Yeah, the Uh, guy died. I can't can't believe it. I can totally believe it. It was an experimental thing on a guy who was already in very bad health that we just don't know enough about it to give it to someone who maybe would stand a chance. Oh, yeah. What if it's a healthy adult man when you live opposed to a weak old man? (laughs) His his son had a great statement where he came out and basically said, like, the the hospital did amazing. The doctors did amazing. Like, this was a last-ditch effort, and they did everything they could kind of thing. Uh, It's a good story. Look up uh, Pig Heart. You guys it's want to learn more? Crazy how routine it is. My dad had heart surgery in the last month, and he's come up, like just they, they basically like like dental work. They cleaned him out, put him back together, and he's he's yeah. back on the, on the prowl. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. out in like ten days. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so yeah, you can get the chort to build you cl- castle walls. You can get him to dig fish ponds or riverbanks, uh, create hills, mountains. Like he seems quite powerful in that sense. Um, to be able to build castle walls in a day or build a mountain. Um, but if you can outsmart him and like tweak his deal if you can out lawyer him then you can kind of get these things free yeah you put you put loopholes in your wish basically right exactly exactly cool uh in more modern stories like the the closer we get to modern day the more and more he's actually depicted as a uh, positive figure uh he's one who works to trick evil characters specifically so he seems to prey on the greedy on the evil on the immoral uh to have an excuse to like take them to hell early and get them out of get them out of our face which honestly we Use a bit of these things. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I know a guy who could use a meeting with a short. His name is <laughs> Elon Musk. And <laughs> do you see all the cringe shit he was doing today, too? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah on Twitter, yeah. he's like, that's, I changed that's my... That's why it's in my head. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's why it's in my head is... is I think Elon's mentally ill, personally, at this did, point, because he just seems unstable. He wants to 1v1 Putin? Yep. That's pretty cool. Very um, helpful. Yeah, and, and then, like, posting, like... <laughs> his new profile pick is like, I want to help all these causes. Like, okay, thank you billionaire who could actually help all these causes, but won't like, like, yeah. Yeah. I've got, have I got a goat man for you? It's called actual heroes pedophiles instead. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch the one V one though. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah. No matter what, right? (laughs) The world's walking away a better place, no matter the outcome of that one. (laughs) (laughs) But like both of them have like a lot of resources too. Like, do they have a week to like prepare like their bases or whatever, or is it just like straight up fisticuffs? <laughs> Elon Musk versus Putin. You'd, you'd have to know. ask the madman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I think Elon's a bigger guy, so he's probably got an advantage. He's got more reach. But I think Putin does like karate with Steven Seagal. Putin's gonna like <laughs> Aikido, yeah. Even Putin makes fun of Steven Seagal. I saw like a supercut of Putin like going for handshakes and getting denied today. And Aww, it was, that was like, beautiful. The caption is like the making of a villain or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what brought us here today. Yeah. That's what the movie Joker's about, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so the the Chort's true form is a small hairy man with uh, a tail, horns, and either one or two hoofs. Just I, like Peter. Just, just like Peter. 
I was gonna say if you had stopped halfway through, it's like it's me. <laughs> I wrote it in, don't worry about it. <laughs> Tails, horns, and either one or two hoofs, depending on the night with Peter. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> you've heard of two left feet? How about one left hoof? <laughs> I, I can't dance but i don't need tap shoes so it's, yeah. it's pretty good yeah. you got the, the one tap the one tap shoe with in, in a hoof yeah uh, horses a horse literally translates to four tap shoes um, <laughs> and a bottle of blue <laughs> um all right enough fairies and spirits and hairy old men though let's talk about a real monster for one Okay, what do you guys picture when I say real ass monster? The one v one we were just talking about. Yeah, <laughs> okay. either two, Elon Musk or Putin. Two, two. <laughs> uh, dial it back, dial it back. Okay, not not actual, not actual monsters, but uh, fun mythological oh. someone you'd meet in the monster. Okay, I know exactly when you say picture real monsters, I picture ah real monsters and it's this little pink guy holding up both of his eyeballs above yeah yes. or these or the striped umbrella about. girl too like she's like <laughs> umbrella no, what is this? <laughs> it's a cartoon on nickelodeon yeah okay. from, <laughs> from when we were quite young probably yeah. like all, um, all the zoomers won't know what it is but yeah. i'd say ethan maybe like a real monster like a like a griffin a dragon something like that okay okay jamie you want to you want to throw one in a real monster would be I play Elden Ring and dragons are pretty monstrous. Okay, okay. Dragons again, yes, there are dragons in the Witcher, in the Witcher canon. We're yep. not going to talk about them today. Because um, in real world, uh, England, the king of England, killed them all. So what can you do? You know? that's, oh, yeah, that's true. We're pretty thankful for that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we're going to talk about Ulfadin. Okay? Ulfadin. Uh, I can't believe you guys didn't guess that honestly yeah sorry uh, so if you've beaten the witcher 3 which you guys have both claimed you have you've met an ulfidin named morkvarg you guys remember morkvarg i remember the name it must be in the mm-hmm. boat area right in skelvet Skel- he's in skellige yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the boat area <laughs> <laughs> everyone will know what i'm talking about my first thought was the dock, so I was like, what is he talking about? But, yeah, so he is in Skellige. He is a werewolf. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Who is in the Garden of Freya, basically. Uh, and you end up, he, you find out he was like this terrible raiding pirate who did all these terrible acts. Uh, and you end up, you can break his curse or you can just kill him. Um, either way, it is a main quest storyline. So, uh, From the bestiary, Ulfadin are a breed of werewolf found mainly in the boat place. The harsh and barren conditions of the isles might explain why they primarily hunt men and are stronger than their continental brethren. Older and particularly dangerous Ulfadin are called Vorifs. Only a few daring warriors in Skellige history have managed to defeat an Ulfadin, and each of them is commemorated in ballads as a hero to this day. So uh, they're jacked up werewolves, basically, okay. uh, in, the, in the games, in the canon. Um, Ulfadin in mythology share a root with some other monsters, Found on Skellige in the Witcher 3. Um, it's like Cyclopses or something like that? No, the Berserkers unleashed oh! upon the coronation ceremony at Kertrold. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, it's all the statues that became beasts? No, it was the guys no. who turned into bears. Yeah, so uh, in, in the Witcher 3 storyline, there's a point where uh, you're trying to find the next king of Skellige. Or king or queen, spoilers. Yeah, do you uh, I was going to say, it's... 
or the Cirrus yeah. is the only answer, I'm not taking questions. The hot-tempered yeah. brother. I've only ever done Cirrus. <laughs> hot-tempered yeah. brother or cool-ass sister. Which one are you going to choose? Yeah, yeah. Cirrus or Hjalmar. Um, but when you're at like the coronation ceremony, uh, one of the uh, candidates for king's mother unleashes these like berserkers who turn into bears and they're basically werebears and they like attack the setting and kill some of the other people who are going to be king kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the Ulfadin uh, in real world mythology are berserkers. So in Norse mythology, Ulfadin are a type of berserker similar to the bears which attack the coronation. Uh, berserkers are actually bear warriors. Like the uh, the translation means bear shirt. The etymology for the word berserker comes from bear berserk comes from uh, bear shirt essentially. Oh. Because they would wear the this the pelts of bears when they went into battle. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the hood with the head on it and the and the, the, exactly. the like the sleeves coming down the front, right? Or the, or like exactly. the paw sleeves coming down the yeah. front. Oh, right to bear has, arms. Canon has lore about monsters <laughs> that are similar. I think they're the the bare naked ladies. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's been one week bear, to bit your neck. Yeah. yeah. Bear, comma, naked ladies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Ulfidin, by contrast, aren't bear warriors. They're kind of like wolf warriors, where they would wear the pelts of wolves when going into battle. Okay, cool. Uh, berserkers were warriors who fought in a trance like fury, often said to be brought on by substance abuse. So uh, henbane, uh, alcohol, or mus- musamil? Musamil? Mushrooms? Helps uh, oh, basically okay. magic Helps mushrooms. Poop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, musimol. Meta musimol, yeah. Meta musimol mushrooms. That's funny because uh, I've watched. I, I couldn't get through, like, what the like, season. Either season four or five of Vikings on Netflix is, is debilitatingly boring. Um, if for for the listeners, if you guys watch the show, it's when Rolo is in France. It, I just can't get fucking through it. I've heard that show is quite good, though. I prefer The Last Kingdom, personally. Vikings is good, up to a point that I just can't get past. Okay. That's with um, so many shows for me, and I, I watched Vikings Seasons 1, loved it, and I said, I'm not going to watch Season 2, because eventually I'm going to stop liking the show, so I just want to leave it as like a good memory in my mind, <laughs> yeah, rather than a uh, shitty a, show <laughs> that went on too long. Yeah, it's a good call. Like the, One of the main guys, like the main guy's brother is a, is a guy named Rolo, great character. He ends up going to like France and becoming a Christian, and I just can't get through this fucking season. <laughs> <laughs> way to approach things. I got a divorce. You know, I love my wife, but I didn't want it to maybe go wrong later, so yeah. it's just a good I'm just going to leave her now. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, the Last Kingdom is a great show about a similar time period, like the eight nineties or whatever. Also yeah. on Netflix. Um, the fuck was I going to say now? The Berserkers oh, and Magic. Monsters. Right, yeah, they have like an entire sequence uh, in one of the earlier seasons, maybe in season one or season two of Vikings, where season they take one, yeah. they, they take their Christian missionary to like the the Viking like the bush orgy basically, and they're all drinking a bunch of mushroom tea and getting fucked up. And I thought that was an embellishment for television, but uh, yeah, so. Um... I, I did not I did not delve too deep into the history as we never do on this show. Uh, it's it's something that I've heard before that they would get high on mushrooms before they go into battle kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the Wikipedia pa- page had a line where it said this has been dis- like largely discredited due to the side effects of musimal mushrooms, which seems to be like euphoric states and like generally happy. Uh, I did look that up. Um, 
No, dude. If they microdose, like the folks in uh, Silicon Valley, microdose for coding, you could be better yeah. at what you're doing. But you just gotta do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, it, like, it said Wikipedia said, oh, largely discredited, but then it also said citation needed. So it was just like some some guy took it upon himself to edit Wikipedia and basically say, like, well, no, I've done musimal mushrooms before. It wouldn't make me want to go into battle as a bear, and so right. I'm gonna yeah, write it on yeah. the Wikipedia page. So. It's up in the air. Obviously, we'll never know. It's it's that's kind of the fun thing with history, where we can like speculate. A spore. But Lord it's Lord up Boy, in the air. Lore Boy's cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lore Boy's cannon. Berserkers did eat magic mushrooms. Spore uh, we'll say cannon. magic mushrooms. Yeah, 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 four yeah. It's been debunked. Yeah. You can't say it. It's been debunked. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, yeah, it is something that I've heard before, but. Who knows how, how true it is. Um, the Ulfidin specifically uh, were warriors who also would, would kind of do this, like get high on drugs and go into battle. Like I said, they just wore wolf shirts instead of bear shirts. Um, the first Norwegian king, Harald Fairhair, which is a great name, got good hair, uh, is said to have had an elite guard of Ulfednar, which is the uh, plural, uh, oh. from shape changing in Old Norse sagas. Uh, we have this quote. Odin's men went without their mail coats and were mad as hounds or wolves bit their shields. They slew men, but neither fire nor iron had effect upon them. This is called going berserk. So that's kind of the, the root of the word. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, and finally, uh, it wouldn't do to omit somebody who we've already included, uh, the crones of Crookback Bog from our list. So Ah, uh, yes. Love that quest. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, kind of main quest. So. Yeah, that section, like, uh, the Bloody Baron, the entire arc is fucking phenomenal, which, like, is a very, like, everybody says that. It's not a new opinion. I'm not being like, oh, yeah, dude, man, I really like this very good part of a good game. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. uh, the Crones, I like their, I like how they kind of weave into the story yeah. of Witcher 3. And I love the music in that part. It's very yeah. creepy. It's very unsettling. I mean, everything about the Crones, I absolutely adored. Yeah. Uh, and to your Point, Pete, I think this is something that they did really well with The Witcher 3 and something that I think CD Projekt Red with The Witcher 3 and with Cyberpunk uh, do really well where uh, the main quests feel like you stumble upon them. Like it feels like an optional thing where you just yeah. end up there and you are and you don't realize that it's a main quest. Likewise, they do a really good job of making the uh, quote unquote like good ending choice the choice that feels right. So role-playing Geralt, kind of like you said before, like Ceres is always the, the Queen of Skellige. The three times, four times that I've played through that quest, I like always tell myself, I'm going to go with Hjalmar. I always end up going with Ceres because I'm like, just feels right. You know He's what I mean? He's unstable. Like, yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> it's just going to be more war in Skellige when we're, when we're done here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you, when you beat The Witcher 3, it does give you like, a, if you do Amir's quests, then Nilfgaard actually like wins the war and like enables some like stability in the region. If you don't do his quest, then Radovid wins and like keeps like massacring elves and dwarves and like non-humans yeah. essentially, right? So, um, so the good endings do feel just kind of like natural to do anyway, which is something that yeah. they they do uh, very well. I made a meme. I, why does every podcast? I was just laughing three at three people, and it's a picture it, of the three crones from the. West. It's the crones of Crook. <laughs> I'm the middle I mean, one, I guess. I'll, I'll be the back of the face. Yeah. <laughs> their design oh. is so good. Like it's you, you, gross. you say you like the the Leshen from the Witcher, the Witcher Three, and I love the Leshen as well. But like the crones have all, like they are the uh, penultimate picture of like hags in my head now, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the one of them with a, her eye is basically just like a swollen mass of flesh. 
uh, with all these like holes in it, which is what is the what is the thing called when you like paint oh, trypto, things? Cryptophobia. Cryptophobia or whatever. Yeah. So it's basically like like that impersonated, uh, and there's like wasps that that like are nesting in her face essentially in one of her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she has like two legs, like two like child's like sticking out of her abdomen as though like there was one growing there at some point so and then I'm stop. taking the the hefty lady with the basket for a face and the 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 big fleshy titties uh which yeah. ones do you guys want to be there's two left um okay. i'm the wasp well, that, guy, i think no, that wasp was gonna guy. say the wa the wasp one is visibly blonde so that can go to ethan i'll take mm -hmm. the the hunchback one with the uh the wreath of human ears around her neck uh and the bag full of carved up human po body parts honestly well. yes yeah. i with no joke that's what i was gonna give both of you oh yeah also <laughs> there uh, we go. There we go. she's also the shortest one so i'll take that too i mean yeah and i have the dance hat so that makes the most sense as well <laughs> <laughs> yep. and i'm a big powerful woman uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you you gotta give it to you don't need no man nope nope <laughs> Uh, um, take that Iranian man from the park. Uh, <laughs> that was not, neither the premium or the sound check. That's, that's, that's just for you, maybe. That's just for you. Have a drink, yeah. Um, <laughs> on, this, on the quick subject of like what CD Projekt Red is very good at, because we do simp hard for them on this show. We've never made a secret of that. Um, mm. I love... So the music in Cyberpunk is also cover to cover bangers and i love how they still use like traditional acoustic instruments in a lot of their techno because like the crookback bog witch theme and there's i think it's like the cyberspace theme from cyberpunk both have like the hurdy-gurdy in it which is like a yeah. it's just like the body of a violin with a crank in it and yeah. i'm like it's the same composer it's like so this dude t was making a cyberpunk sci-fi game and he's composing music for this and he was still just like no 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 this is still a Polish game, guys, and I'm bringing yeah. in the strings for the that like that just comes after like the fucking after the beat drops. Yeah, yeah. it's just got you've got the hurdy gurdy coming in. And I'm just like hell yeah, dude! It's so fucking good. I, I will say every time there's like all the tensest parts in cyberpunk, like the soundtrack absolutely calls back to The Witcher. So like yeah. it just does. Like I'm sure I like cyberpunk more because it evokes what I liked about The Witcher. You know, where it's just like okay, I, I have the same kind of emotional response to it. Yeah. Um, so the crones, also called the Pav ladies of the wood. So Pavlov's gamer, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. Pavlov's gamer. Every time a bell rings, you simp for CD Projekt Red. Yeah. yeah. Every time a hurdy-gurdy plays, you spend seventy nine ninety nine on Steam. Yeah. 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 Uh, I got it on sale, so I spent $72 because it was 10% off. Thank uh, you very much. I did the same uh, thing, but I got it on GOG, so they yeah. didn't have to pay a cut to Valve. And it's yeah, Canadian yeah. dollars, if you guys are wondering why games are so expensive here. It's because our money yeah. is different. Yeah. Uh, so the crones, also called the Ladies of the Wood, are three witches who live in a cabin in the swamps of Velen. Legend suggests that the three are sisters and the, or the daughters of the original Lady of the Wood, no also known as She Who Knows. Okay. So, um, from the bestiary. The isolated corners of our world harbor creatures older than humans, older than academies and mages, older even than elves and dwarves. The crones of Crookback Bog are such creatures. No one knows their true names, nor what breed of monstrosity they in fact are. Common folk have given these three sisters the names Weaves, Brewess, and Wispess, and call the threesome the Ladies of the Wood, or simply the Good Ladies. The crones act as the true sovereigns of Velen, whose inhabitants they help survive through harsh times in return for unquestioning obedience. They wield powerful magic, but one different from that of mages. They draw power from water and earth and are bound to the land in which they live. 
The crones can hear everything that happens in their woods, predict the future, twist the threads of human lives, and bring blessings as well as curses. The crones seem, for all intents and purposes, to be immortal. Magic elixirs keep them from aging and allow them to take the appearance of young women. These elixirs and their mystical ties to the swamps in which they live also give them supernatural strength and vitality. Um, so a few yeah, things from that. Um, for the loyalty thing, there, there is a guy who's just like, oh yeah, like you need to go talk to the women in the swamp. Uh, take this. And he just cuts his own ear off and gives it yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I, I forget what the title that he has is but he's basically like the mayor the elderman the elderman of yeah, the town yeah oh yeah he's if he cuts off his ear he's gonna grow up to be one of those uh one Aleshi. Of the, yeah let you think we talked about <laughs> <laughs> no i cut off he cuts off the left ear unfortunately so uh, idiot. Uh, damn um yeah no that's the that's the quest where you are you go and see like the spirit that's trapped under the tree and you end up like sacrificing a horse for it and it takes uh, on the body of yes. the horse or whatever and like because yeah. it tells you like oh they have children i can free the children uh and if you do that quest and you say, yeah, go free the children. They just disappear and you never find out what happens to them. So you don't know if this like ancient horror that was trapped under a tree. It's really like you think you're trying to choose the lesser of two evils. You're like, is it these obviously evil witches or this like strange creature that I found bound to the bottom of like an elder tree, essentially? I remember yeah, not it looks trusting like a, it's it. It's like a fleshy heart. Yeah, I remember not yeah. trusting it and like beating the shit out of fleshy heart underground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one, so that one, to the point of they they make it feel natural to choose the the right path. Yeah. Like neither path is good, so I've done both, you know, and like both of them do end with like a I don't know how that turned out because again, like is it better that these children are like enslaved to these witches and going to be probably turned into one of these elixirs? Because by the end of The Witcher Three, you do find out like oh they're like taking like the way they keep themselves young because you see them when they're like young and hot and naked yeah, the way that they, they keep have their a very joint, hot yeah <laughs> keep their joints young by taking children's feet and sewing them on backwards onto their yeah <laughs> <laughs> they suck out yeah. the adrenochrome dude don't let them fool you, it's true. <laughs> you yeah they're just... they ha they're they're having like uh basically like a very steamy like adrenochrome potluck in one of the siri quests where yeah. they're, they're they're like putting like two fingers into each other's mouths covered in children's blood and shit and like that's when yeah. uh, siri tries to stop oh, them. God. yeah <laughs> two uh, fingers in each other's <laughs> hey what, one that was in the trailers and uh, they're, they're great characters but yeah i remember that yeah. scene of just like the are they related who cares like uh <laughs> yeah Pornhub top searches in certain provinces of poland is probably incest like who knows dude <laughs> Uh, so there's a few inspirations uh, from which they uh, the crones draw on. The main inspiration is one we've talked about before. We talked about earlier on this episode as well, Baba Yaga. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a few other interesting ones, uh, though, that we'll talk about first, which the crones also share some details. Um, so the, the first one, and uh, actually how that bestiary entry starts, which I omitted, uh, comes from our boy Billy Shakes. Um, oh. <laughs> so sister... So the, the bestiary entry starts, Sister Crones, hand in hand, terrors of the sea and land. Thus do go about, about, thrice to thine and thrice to mine and thrice again to make up nine. It's from uh, Which is, yeah, so it's attributed Macbeth Mac with a V. Uh, act one, scene three. So that's the canonical <laughs> Billy Shakes <laughs> in the, the Witcher lore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Macbeth Vetches or whatever. <laughs> Bumback bum, bum Macbethches. Yeah, I forgot. Um, so from the from Sparknotes on the three witches in Macbeth, throughout the play, the witches referred to as the Weird Sisters by many of the characters, 
lurk like dark thoughts and unconscious temptations to evil. In part, the mischief they cause stems from their supernatural powers, but mainly it is a result of their understanding of the weaknesses of their specific in- interlocutors. Uh, they play upon Macbeth's ambition like puppeteer. In like Greek, yeah. in the the whole Greek uh, go to go to the underworld thing too. Isn't there like three sisters who clip people's life strings? And they, yeah. So uh, yeah, the the fates, which we're going to talk about the the Slavic fates in a second. But like to your point, yes, Greek, Roman, Norse all have these like three sisters, like past, present, and future, who are are deigned the fates, um, and. I mean, it's all like Western, like white. So it kind of makes sense. It probably all did originate from the Greek, right? Um, but absolutely a common thread uh, throughout. So the next runner up to, to Baba Yaga is the trio of these names. I am going to mess up. Uh, Rosa Nitsi, Narek Nitsi, and Sudza Nitsi. Uh, they are invisible deities of fate in pre-Christian Slavic religion. Uh, these three often mentioned together and they control fate. Okay. Uh, the goddesses, collectively called the Rojanitsi, uh, looked after look after pregnant women, and after they give birth, they basically determine the child's fate for the rest of its life. So as soon as you get knocked up, they'll show up and start like watching out for you to help you get through your pregnancy and make sure that you mm. deliver the child, so that they can kind of impose their will upon the child. It's like the giver, okay. you get your you're assigned at birth. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, you're, exactly. you're, you're gonna be a garbage man. You're gonna be a yeah. blue eyed guy who remembers everything for the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, not not, not blue eyed to everybody else because I don't see color, right? That's true. Yeah. Read uh, read the Giver by Lois by uh, acclaimed Canadian young adult author Lois Lowry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mandatory reading for most children growing up here. That's <laughs> it. It was a good book. I remember liking it. I like it, one of the ones that you liked from school, kind of thing. Yeah, I reread it recently. Uh, I mean, my wife is a teacher of kids about that reading level, so she also read it because uh, she was like, maybe I'll teach my kids. I mean, Ethan, reading uh, it, you didn't read it. Your wife read it to you. We know. Well, yeah. Okay. It's the same thing. I don't <laughs> understand the difference, but sure. Uh, you e-books, dude? Never heard of audible.com? Come on. Uh, <laughs> Check out our link, audible.com slash get married. Yeah. For, for yeah. our prime stuff, what if we just start reading entire books? How long do you think until someone came after us? <laughs> until we get the cease and desist? Oh, <laughs> Christ, yeah. I mean, some I of them are public domain. We could. I think we're still way under people's radars. Yeah. All right. That's what we're um, on <laughs> Yeah, so we have we have the, the witches from Macbeth. We have the, uh, the fates, as Jamie pointed out. And finally, Baba Yaga. As I said, we kind of talked about her on a previous episode. I do not, could not remember which episode we talked about her on. Pretty sure it was one of mine, uh, but it was uh, known for, I mean, she's probably one of the most widely acknowledged figures in like all mythology, like, like just yeah. the number of stories that, that she appears in. It's like crazy, crazy how much, how often she, like more than Zeus, you know what I mean? There's um, a version of her in Witcher TV show season two. There is yeah, like a so, house on, on, on feet. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll. Yeah, so she's a supernatural being. She's said to fly around in a mortal mortar. She wields a yeah. pestle, and she lives in a hut in the woods, which stands on chicken legs. Uh, in that hut on chicken legs, Baba Yaga is said to live with two or three sisters. Each of them also is known as Baba Yaga. That's the prehistoric kind of the- mobile home, my dude. Flintstones <laughs> <laughs> mobile home. Yeah, it's a living. <laughs> um. So yeah, the. She lives with sisters, but they're all known as Baba Yaga, which is basically how the crones 
come across to me where it's like they kind of speak as one in a lot of scenes. Yeah, they have like a weird echoey voice that like they you can't see any of their faces really except for the, the the wasp one. So like maybe they're speaking directly into your mind because you also commune directly with like a painting of them when they're young and yeah. hot that also That's, does the same thing. Yeah, the first time you speak to them, you, you speak yeah. to them through the painting. I was um, looking at the painting actually because like what does it look like when they were hot? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> James James just typed in Witcher R thirty four while we're recording an episode. <laughs> Crones of Crookback Bog feet. <laughs> Just two chicken feet. Wow, yeah. Strange. Uh, um, yeah, so fans of the show and Peter would uh, be shouting that, oh yeah, they're also in the Witcher show, uh, or the at least the hut is. So Volith Mare is the main or a main antagonist in the Witcher season two. Yeah. Uh, from the Witcher Unlocked, the after show, which is available on Netflix. Showrunner Lauren Schmidt Hisrich reveals that they drew directly off Baba Yaga for the villain they were creating uh, when they were creating Volith for the show. Um, as far as the show's canon goes, uh, about 1,200 years before the beginning of season one, Volith Mayor is transported to the continent during the conjunction of the spheres. If you want to know more about the conjunction of the spheres, check out our previous Witcher episode that Peter hosted. Uh, her power was so great that the first Witchers, uh, humans subjected to magical mutations to help fight monsters, banded together to defeat her. We're 1.5 uh, million years away from another sun passing close enough through our solar system to fuck up all of our planets, by the way. Hell yeah, dude. Can't wait for it. That's our own <laughs> conjunction of this, uh, at least two spheres. At least two spheres. Yeah. Gotta if, give it, it if it leaves some shorts behind, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's the kind who's going to swaddle me like Napoleon. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it makes sense that the most common figure in Slavic mythology spawns two separate, extremely powerful beings across two separate Witcher canons, yeah. right? Uh, and that's uh, that's been the, f I guess, first entry in the bestiary uh, of the Witcher. I don't know if I'll do another Witcher episode specifically, but uh, hope you guys enjoyed the I show. One uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about the crones is the bestiary in The Witcher Three has like very specific categories, and then there's one category that's like relics or whatever. Yeah. That is the is which is the wacky shit that like they don't know what to write yeah. about, and the usually crones the are, named, are in the named yeah. protagonist or named antagonists fit into the uh, relic category. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the crones are are relics as well, which it has a T. It's like relic with a T, right? Yeah, relic. Yeah. Uh, fiends, torts, also relics. Uh, oh no, they're fiends. I, I don't remember. I think they're relics, but um, I want to play Witcher again. Just been, anytime we talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I just rebeat it because uh, I have Jamie's Steam Link that he he so graciously gave to me, and it's a game that I don't really care about. Dude, any, I just got you know, busted. Input lag or anything? I so. just got busted because that was Bobby Ferry gave that to me, who listens to the show, and what? I gave it to Ethan <laughs> because I wasn't using it as much. So Ethan's getting the full use. I didn't regift. This is. All among friends here, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All among the dandy three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All four of us. Uh, yeah, so thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, if you like the show, consider leaving us a review. Uh, the five stars really helps. The thumbs up, the whatever it might be on your podcast app of choice, uh, can really help other people find it. Uh, likewise, uh, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with cousins, uh, strangers on the street, anybody who you think might actually enjoy it. Um, it's, it's how we've grown so far. Yeah. Uh, and so amazingly, I'm gonna far, say I it just say. this week. This past week, we hit a thousand downloads a day, which is a huge landmark for us. And I yeah. know I love when I go back and listen, and I hear when we hit those landmarks. And this is 
like almost five years in and it's just getting bigger and bigger this year we should hit as many downloads as we had in all previous years so it, it's really this keeps up yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. mad lads keep 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 doing what you're doing listeners it's really cool yeah 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 so uh thanks really 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 means the world to us it's super cool to see the growth of the show and we still enjoy doing it so we're not planning on ending anytime soon i don't think yeah uh pete is there anything you wanted to plug uh yeah at lord Royce podcast on instagram if you want to check out the title cards or say hello uh also still on track covid is winding down he said before covid ramped up um <laughs> in, in quebec so montreal yeah. comic-con we are very likely going to be there i will with my publisher and then ethan and jamie get the default invoice invite rather to everything i do with them uh montreal comic-con which i think is july 2022 i don't know the exact dates yet it is march um but if you want to reach uh we should be there basically the uh, are online yeah. like if you just google montreal comic-con it has the whole weekend that it's it's there so Oh, good. Yeah, I, I was I wasn't told. It was just like Mike sent me a message on uh, what that <laughs> business, and he was just like, "Hey, can you have your comic done by July?" I was just like, "I mean, in theory, I'm I'm shitty with my time, but I'll try." <laughs> yeah, Dead, deadlines help, right? Yeah, yeah, that, it's, yeah that, at least I have means, a point on the horizon, right? Yeah, that means that Pete will design and draw an entire comic in June. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be ready last for three days of May. Yeah, yeah. Last, well, last three days of May and all of June. <laughs> all, okay, so he's in denial. Today he said that he can't buy Monster Hunter Rise because he has to finish the comic. But we all know by the time this releases on Wednesday that he'll have bought Monster Monster Hunter. No, Rise. No, 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 no. It is on sale until the twenty first, and I I must hashtag resist. Okay, I cannot <laughs> fucking do it. I cannot fucking do it because it's like my my. My work comes in big bursts, and I've had very good ones recently, right? I can't, I can't fuck that up. I, I, and I, I, I can't cripple my productivity, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but he is downloading and installing Dark Souls 1 because he's uh, going through withdrawal seeing Jamie play Elden Ring. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's like, just tell me about it. Tell me a little bit about it. I just <laughs> want to hear about it. it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Elden Ring's uh, on that list with Monster Hunter Rise of like things that are gonna fuck my life up for the next just, <laughs> just until just until July like that's it and then I can that I can like go full DGen yeah Buckwell that, that's when after July me and Pete will after Comic Con 2022 Pete and I will both buy Elden Ring and I yep. will I will stream it just so Sketchy Jesus can make fun of me I'll I'll, I'll trio <laughs> it with you guys I'll play like the dumbest build and I won't help you at all so I won't be like a, a handicap but I'll, I'll be a, a jester there for you guys yeah beautiful nice. yeah um jamie anything you wanted to add or plug uh just get in the discord the discord's growing all the time uh someone joined just this week uh and they're like oh i didn't expect like i'd get in here and i just get to talk to you guys and like that's exactly what it is if you want to talk to us you can if you just want to be uh involved in like the community that's honestly that's where all the memes get shared that's where we have our like community nights from time to time uh people ask for lore uh and it's not only the paid folks who get to choose the lore. Sometimes I'll just choose whatever feels fun and it could be one of you. So get in there. Uh, and also if you are a paid folk, you get extra cool um, chat rooms where stuff goes down uh, behind the scenes. We can't talk. Stuff about goes, here. stuff goes down. Oh my God. Such yeah. stuff. Such Unbelievable stuff. stuff. Yep. Such and stuff. Yeah. That's what you'll get pinged about extra content and stuff. It's a good place to be. Just get in the discord. It's in the links. Yeah. yeah. Then the description of this episode. And if it doesn't work, I don't know. Out of ideas. You try. <laughs> uh, speaking of Patreon, patreon.com slash the lore boys. If you guys want to support the show financially, like I said at the top of the show, we do have a new one. Nathan, Nate, 
Thank you. Yep. Uh, means a lot. Uh, it means a lot that you guys are willing to put up cash for this otherwise free thing. Um, but it really makes it all make sense for us that we don't actually spend money on the show anymore. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. Patreon.com slash the lower boys. If you guys want to join, we have a, a couple different tiers with a couple different rewards. Uh, and if you guys don't trust Patreon, we do, of course, have lower boys prime. It's we've, had it from, we've had it from day one. Uh, we are, you know, always working on finding ways of immortalizing our our patrons, uh, in our, our prime patrons, I should say, not our Patreon patrons, but our prime patrons uh, for Lore Boys Prime. So, you know, people like Sketchy Jesus, you're making it into the Lore Boys canon bestiary as uh, a sketch skeezed out Jesus based on uh, <laughs> very, very famous uh, Will Sh- uh, William Shakespeare character, uh, King Richard. Of course, is going to be the, the inspiration for uh, Sketchy Jesus's entry into the bestiary. Uh, and if you guys, if you guys want to be a part of it, uh, feel free to, to hop on over to where Lord Boys Prime is distributed at a uh, Circuit City near you, and uh, they'll, they'll take down your information in a little postcard. Uh, not prepaid postage; you guys do have to pay. For, so bring your stamps to Circuit City, uh, and then you guys will be able to sign up for Lord Boys Prime and get immortalized in our how, bestiary. How yeah, big do we have to get in like... a bubbled envelope? In a bubble envelope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we're big enough for a PO box yet. That'd be fun. To get stuff, I, if people would actually uh, send it. If, okay, if you're in the Discord and you would use a PO box, like let us know because maybe it's worth looking into. I don't know what that. Comes. We could we could st- stream a, a, a an unboxing. I was like, what's a what's a box opening video called? Yeah. Did, did we just invent that? <laughs> so, yeah. I, I do I do feel like we could uh, we could guilt Bison into sending us some wood burn stuff at least. But. Oh hell yeah! Uh, yeah, well we'll think about doing it someday. Uh, maybe we'll start it just for the Lord Voice Prime listeners, but uh, that'll that'll. Uh, happen next time on Dragon Ball Z. Do that one with like or five horses. One, one draft horse. One draft horse. Oh, yeah. Okay. Str- there's, you- there's strong men that can flip a, a Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah, that's like. true. All right, let's, let's uh, move our way up. Then uh, F 150. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm-hmm.